we're back. Third time's a charm. Here we are. Here we are. And here we are. Hey, guys. We're here for episode 54. And yet again, I'm in the same mood that I was in two weeks ago. Y'all know who this is. Y'all know what's up. Well, I'm still here. I'm Kiana, guys. (laughs) Kiana, and y'all know who this is. Now, what's up, y'all? It's Courtney. And of course, we're we're glad to be back as usual. We are how many days? Seven days in? Well, as of when this drops. Yeah, but right now we're fresh into the new year. Welcome to 2020. We have stepped all the way in now. Ain't no going back. I wouldn't go back if I if I tried, if I wanted to. Like You wouldn't? To twenty nineteen? Yeah, 20, y'all can have 20. That's not true. That's not true. I have some moments that I could definitely go back to. I mean, I had great moments in 2019, but I also had some really, meh. Moments. Yeah, this uh, this previous year was a mixed bag. It was definitely mm-hmm. a mixed bag. My motto is, why go back? Like, you know, you can, like, always go forward. It's true. And there's just so much more lane to explore yeah. moving forward. So let's do it. What's up, 2020? We ready. <laughs> she ready. So, we're going to pass the mimosa. Here we are. What are you drinking? What if I establish that I was going to drink some wine? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. That's right. Okay. Um, so, I'm having um, some preliminary drinks before I step out for a birthday shindig so just a little red wine okay just keeping it cute real cute cute, real classy all right well i am uh y'all might be sleeping on my pimping sometimes so i'm drinking water (laughs) and actually this is not not slipping this is exactly what my gut needs it's the Um, true adult gut health um so that's what i'm drinking this week but i feel like i i have consumed enough over the holidays that I've earned this moment. Did you turn up over the holidays? Somewhat. That's I turned I up in I, my I turned way. all the way down, so I'm just trying to live through you. I turned up in my way. You got to remember, so I was in LA, so for my birthday. So That's true. And that was probably enough for <laughs> December and January. Facts. Um, and then there was Christmas, and then. What do we have? New Year's. Yes. New Year's Eve. Yeah. So that was good. Got to kick it with the homies. And we did turn up as the host of the party. We're like, we're not going to be whack. It's New Year's Eve. We're about to have a good time. First off, when Bobcats are hosting New Year's shindigs, it's just, you just know you have to drink. An annual New Year's shindig. Let me go ahead and just shout out the Palmers because hey, y'all. they host parties. They do their annual... Um, I'm not putting this out to the masses. I just want y'all to know. It's invite only. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm just happy to be on the list. Okay. <laughs> but just don't be showing up to folks' house. Right. Exactly. Is my point. <laughs> but they they treat us so well for New Year's as they do with anything that they host. Um, it's BYOB, of course. Like we grown. Um, but they do provide food. They have some food. They have a little taco bar. Yeah, that's cute. And if y'all don't know, Devin and I believe Taria as well, they both be chefing it up. So 
Everything that's was on point. Up. Everything was on point. I had a good that's time. That's the energy to be around to bring into the new year. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So, what else is going on? What else is new? We've passed the mimosa. Are we going to share? Do you do you have anything to share with the community that you've been um, doing lately? No, I've just been working. I laid low for the holidays. I really didn't do anything. Um, Christmas, I was in Nashville. New Year's, Nashville. Um, been drinking a lot of Cabernet. Being lifted as well. So it's, it's been fun. <laughs> Y'all know I can't sing, but I really wanted to sing John Legend uh, lifted. <laughs> So I'm not even gonna do that to y'all. <clears throat> that is funny. Well, you know exactly what I meant. So mm-hmm. having a good time yes. on this little solo vacay—not um, even vacay, but holiday time. I just use this time to recharge from being in Atlanta and transitioning from being with my family. And I'm just such a social introvert. I just needed this through these three weeks before work came back in full swing, just to be by myself and just to be quiet. I just wanted quiet. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. I am looking forward to that time. Like I, I thoroughly, even though we had some hard times, I thoroughly enjoyed my time at home. Yeah, I really checked out from work, so it was nice that I was able to be present with and for my family. For sure. Um, But now I need the time where it's like just me. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know when that's gonna be yet. But it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And actually, and if I have to wait until I get this house, I'm okay with that. Because it'll be in your house. It's, it's in your house. house. It's in your shit. Okay. <laughs> I don't no, think y'all understand how the dyna- dynamics have really changed by us being on FaceTime because I forgot we were recording. Like, let's get these people a show. <laughs> let's get these people a show because this is how me and Kiana be. And it's so simple. Just be, oh goodness, I didn't fail. I didn't went all of these different mm-hmm. places. Okay, hey. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is so much fun just to hang out with Court because uh, we can really do this for a while. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay. Um. Alrighty, I am going to let you share the good news. Share the good news, and then kick off our first topic. Yeah, I can do that. Let's okay. roll. All right, guys. So the good news this week, the quote goes as such. If social media wasn't such a lucrative tool in the business that I'm in, I wouldn't even be on it. Lost souls influenced by lost souls. I hate to see it. I encourage people to have the courage to find themselves without the false sense of security they search for on the Internet. Signed, the baby. My baby. What's up, boo? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say for the record now, I'm not making a close prayer for that. <laughs> that was too it's much. Long. It was too long. We'll abbreviate it. We'll yeah, abbreviate I'll, I'll shorten it. I'll paraphrase. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. But I but, just knew that. I didn't show, I haven't shown my baby any love since he became my baby. Okay. All right. And I felt what he was saying too. So that I, worked out. Now that I can agree with. Also, and is, is your baby still in jail? No, girl, he got out first. Time, we ain't even gonna talk about that, okay? I, that was a, I that's, was for that's real concerned. Oh no, he's he's out. He's I was like, oh, some apple juice and and some money that somebody owed me. Let that man go. <laughs> Let that man free. Let him go about his twenty twenty. Yes. Um, 
So yeah, my boots free. Okay. But yeah, that's the quote. So the reason it. why I chose that quote was because Courtney and I have been having this conversation for quite some time now um, regarding social media and social media etiquette or lack thereof, because there's no rules when it comes to social media except that they can take down whatever they don't like. Everybody else is just free range. So people are on the internet wrecking havoc daily. <laughs> so we just wanted to talk a little bit about social media etiquette because there have been so many things in the media um, we talked about, well, before the show, we kind of talked about Ari Lennox and Amanda Seals and us just having personal experiences with social media and how I felt like some people just lack tech. Mm-hmm. They don't have it. Mm-hmm. So we can go right into that. We can, we can dive into the Ari Lennox um, conversation that we were having because, what was it, a tweet? Was it a tweet or was it a comment? It was a comment. Um, and it was actually the first comment that initiated it was in reference to her and Tiana Taylor um, pretty right. much saying love Tiana Taylor love Tiana Taylor <laughs> love Tiana Taylor okay always have like always since what was it my sweet 16 yes with the skateboard I knew yes. she was on something then, something then. Um, but essentially they I cannot remember the detail like the exact terms but they referred to them as some sort of animal, like saying how it was odd, how people can like love them and consider them to be so sexy, um, but yet they still look like animals. So it was like they were giving them a compliment in one hand, but then saying that they look like animals. And then at one point, somebody referred to um, Ari as um, a Rottweiler. Whoa. Whoa. And shout out to... Shout out to Ari and even people like Amanda Seals as well, because I think a lot of times celebrities get so much feedback of you got to let it roll off your back. Don't respond. A, B and C. But what I appreciated in both of their responses is it's like somebody needs to tell y'all that this is not okay. That's a, like, that's a, this, I have the quote up now, too. I just read what they said. Okay. Ari Lennox and Tiana Taylor's ability to have dangerously high sex appeal while yes. simultaneously looking like Rottweilers will always amaze me. Who raised you? Who raised you? What? Are you, is he, was this a black person talking to black women like this? Yes. And that was the other thing because that was her response. It was just like, y'all don't talk no other person the way y'all disrespect, disrespect black women. And then y'all, y'all let people think this is okay. I have many thoughts about that, but you haven't said anything wrong. Even from other cultures, like when you look at other cultures, I don't hear white men talking about white women in that way. Um, granted, they do disrespect their women. Don't get me wrong. Right, they don't still get it do. twisted. Don't, right. Um, but in front of company, you know, that's the crazy thing about white people. Usually people are surprised by white, even domestic violence, because it's usually behind doors, because they mm-hmm. hide these stuff. Mm-hmm. Us, we just come out outright in the song like, you, your friends, your friends, fuck them, your mama, this and that. So that that's this hard and that's so sad. Why would he call them girls Rottweilers? I'm not even gonna repeat that. They are beautiful women. Like they that is are. trash. They are. They are gorgeous women. And it just for me it kind of goes back to like when will somebody stand up for the black woman? Like I feel like oftentimes 
like you you can never say that I wasn't standing up for the black man. Right. You you just could never say that. And I would I would like to say the same for a majority of black women. We I'm not going to champion that. I don't think that there are always times I stand in for black men. No. I'm really, I've saying, been very disappointed. So not all times I could do better at that, to be but honest. But I don't think but, anybody should expect all times. My point is, is that true. we don't bash, publicly bash black men without reason. Because that's the key part, without reason. Because that was there was no reason to do that. Now, if yeah. I want to talk about a black man being an ain't shit black man because you have displayed ain't shit activities and behavior, right. then I'm, all, I'm merely speaking to facts. But you're not going to catch me publicly demeaning a black man and what he looks like. You're not going to catch me comparing him to any sort of animal. It's just not yeah. going to happen. But people really have the audacity to come in these platforms and dog black women in this way, or dog anybody in any way for that matter. Like, y'all really bold. They are. I saw that Ari made a tweet. It says, Mom and dads, please love your beautiful black children. Tell them they're beautiful, they're beautiful consistently. Tell them black people are beautiful. Tell them black features are beautiful. Oh, she didn't um, know. There was a whole thread because she was like responding. Like, people oh, were wow. responding to her, and she was responding to others like, Pretty much saying what we were saying, like you just don't see this. One of the things that I want to stress too, because what she said that was just so important to me is that we are not taught to love ourselves in the skin that we're in, um, even from a very early age with our hair. Like to get mm-hmm. it straight, it's not straight enough. Your hair too nappy. I don't want to do your hair, or just the way that we raise our children to look at themselves and I don't think we really understand those long-term effects like I had one of my little cousins come over recently and well actually I think we were on FaceTime she wasn't here but she came over for Christmas but we were on FaceTime and she mentioned that she um she was like I'm not pretty I don't like my hair and I'm just like why haven't why hasn't this been why hasn't this been reinforced for you your natural hair is beautiful. Maybe you don't like the shape of your coils now, but there are different things that you can do to make them look differently yes. and style them differently. Or um, just her having low self-esteem at such an early age, you know? And I don't think that it's a direct reflection of her mom, but I think that it's a reflection of our community and what mm-hmm. we have been accustomed to growing up in terms of really establishing our beauty at a very early age. Because... And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Ari said something along the lines of, I didn't know my nose was an issue until I got in the game and people started talking about my nose. So I say that to your point where her mom probably didn't raise her that way. You know what I mean? Like her mother mother never like made her question her features, but then you get out into this world where everybody feels like they are entitled to your person where it's just like, you're not. You're not. You don't have any authority over me to be able to comment on my appearance in this way. Right. But social media gives people that false sense of authority where they feel like they can go into somebody's sacred space because your profile, honestly, is is yours. Is your is your quote unquote little square of territory in whatever 
virtual world that, world that we have and people intrude that and they think that their opinions won't hurt you mm-hmm. and they still can despite the fact that they can have 9 billion comments or 9 billion followers and 100 million dollars in the bank the the point is we're all human and so those words still mean things and those still impact you whether they be on social media or not because there are people on the other end of that and people hurt people right so it's not social media that's the problem. It's the people that right. are on social media that don't have the proper etiquette to really And right engage. now y'all just telling on yourselves that y'all need therapy. Like y'all need help. You know what? I recently joined Twitter again. By the way, everybody can follow me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I don't remember my name. I'll do it at the end when I figure it out. I haven't been on there that long. But because of that, I was just noticing like people are literally wearing their insecurities like sweaters. And the fact that right. I have to keep addressing y'all insecurities in order to have relationships with y'all, work with y'all in some capacity, it's frustrating me. It's, it is, but that's when you have to say it. And sometimes you have to say it like literally and not figuratively, not just to yourself. Like, you know what? That's your opinion. I acknowledge that as your insecurity, but that has nothing to do with me. Like, it has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to entertain this with you. That's for sure. I'm trying to do better at setting um, more boundaries. Okay. Yeah, I've been pulling more boundaries on my back recently. That's awesome. I believe in boundaries, honey, as you know. As yes. The, as the community knows. <laughs> I'm all about healthy boundaries. So another thing I want to talk about in terms of social media etiquette, just... Aside from the celebrity aspect of it, but just on a personal page, like on an everyday mm-hmm. American social media page interactions, I am struggling with the repost. I am. Mm. I'm, I'm definitely struggling with the repost. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. So I was engaging. Somebody had wrote, somebody had made a post about them going through a really hard time. Naturally, I'm just an uplifting person. Like, especially if I know you, if you're going through something, I'm going to try to send you a word of encouragement. Like, keep your head up, something, something. I hope this doesn't happen. This person screenshot and reposted the conversation. Granted, um, I think I, I was not upset with the fact that I did something nice for somebody and said kind words to uplift another person. Mm-hmm. However, when I did reach out to them, I did express like, hey, I've been through something similar. You know, I really, you know, I really am, you know, wishing you will while you go through this. And when they reposted that, I felt as though not only was our conversation private because it was a private message, but on top of that, I shared something with you too in confidence and hope that that could uplift you through whatever process that you're going through. And for me, I was just like, you will never hear from me again. You, I won't ever, I will pray for you. But other than that, I will never write you another message for you to repost and tell your followers for what? So that is not where I thought you were going. Um, But as soon as you said they reposted the conversation, sorry, just found a piece of candy. Um, Oh, yeah. That they reposted the conversation. I mean, you saw my reaction. I was like, wait a minute. Now, so this is what I'll say I have done and I would do. But I had somebody, I think I shared something, I responded, and then they responded with this lengthy message, but it was like a good motivating 
message, and I really appreciated it. I politely asked if they minded if I share, and I do this all the time. Um, I, I mean, I asked them if they would mind if I shared, screenshotted and shared what they shared with me. Yeah. And if they would have said no, then it would have been a no. I completely understand. Um, but they were like, no, these were my words that I shared with you. You do with them what you will. But I think that's common courtesy because that is a private message. If I wanted everybody to know, had you po- posted something on your page and I publicly commented, then that's something that's something different because then I shared it publicly. But I sent you a private right. message. Right. I do that all the time, like especially if somebody has shared information with me in a DM and I'm like, hey, I think this would be helpful for the masses to know. Do you mind if I share? And I've actually gotten the responses sometimes of actually, you know, not everything is flushed out. So we're actually trying to hold hold off on sharing the details. And I was like, completely right. understand. Will not do that. I, so I don't understand the the lack of decency to be like, can I share this? Especially because you shared something so private. I think I, I completely get what you're saying too. I even think you can go to the extent of now in your phones, you can even edit your screenshots to the point where exactly. you can erase certain things. You can. Um, clip things out. You can put stickers over things. You know how many people that put emojis over their man's faces? And you need to tell me you can't do that with a couple words. People still got ghost boyfriends, okay? You like people, boyfriend. People do that all the time because now somebody could go to your page and be like, "Oh, Kiana said what? Let me what? No, you're supposed to block out the. If you're not gonna ask, you block out the name." And you block out any other details that you think that this person would not want to be shared. I shared this with you privately. This was not meant for a public conversation. If that was the case, I would have shared it on my story and then tagged you. Big facts. And that was going to be my next question. So how can we set boundaries? Is there a thing or such a thing as setting boundaries on social media? Like when things like that happen, when you feel like your privacy has been infringed upon or people are making rude comments or saying just degrading stuff, like how can we set these boundaries on social media? Because I think that they're necessary. I think I I wanted to make a post for a very long time about setting boundaries with some of my friendships on social media because I think a lot of people can misconstrue being their true friend versus you looking at my story like you ain't Mm -hmm. checking in on me Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um do you think it's possible i think it's possible i think when you do things in the moment so like in that case you know it could have been like hey notice you shared this i just want you to know that you know that really caught me off guard like i was sharing that in privacy with you like it's fine now or just We've actually had this, um, we've had something happen to us. We posted a tip. That's true. That is very true. That's we a good example. We posted a tip um, that included two people, um, and we also shared it in our story and tagged them in it. And we got a DM that said, hey, do you mind removing removing this tip or, you know, removing this post mm-hmm. because of A, B, and C reasons? And we were like, absolutely completely understand for sure and we removed it yep. and i think it's so and i i actually so appreciated them for 
saying something because we wouldn't have otherwise known. And I do too. And they still show love after that. You know what I mean? So it wasn't anything. Um, I wasn't taken back by that. If At anything, all. I was just more so. Res- I was like, that's a respectful way to do that. Of course, I, I, I won't. You know, expose exactly. whatever it is that you don't want me to. Exactly. So that is that was actually a really good example. Um, I, I think, think because I really it, go ahead. No, I was gonna say because I think I really because I think sometimes it gets convoluted because you can have friendships in real life and then you can have friendships by association from social media. And this person was a friendship by association from social media. And for me, it was just like I don't really have that much stock in you and I, so we just done. Like this will never happen again. That's fair. But you, I think sometimes when you teach when you in teaching people how to teach you, you also teach them how to treat other people as well. That's true. I've taken a break from teaching people right now, though. I, I feel you. <laughs> I, and I completely respect I, that because I that's really probably am. part of your part of your boundary. So I, I get that as well. But I, I do think that's where some of the lessons go. And I think that's why people like um, Amanda Seals can struggle sometimes because and I even sometimes look at her and go, Texas, I wish you didn't respond to everything, but then I also have to check myself and be like, she's probably only even responding to half, not exactly. even half. You know what I mean? So the so the few that I do put on blast, like I want y'all, I want everybody else to know that this is not acceptable. You know, I was watching her the other day talk about a post that somebody said to her, and it really was evil. It was so mean. So evil. And she was crying, and I was just like, you know what? At the end of the day, whether I agree where you do this at, it does not matter. You are hurting, sis. And I feel for you, like, nobody should be able to talk to you like this, no matter where you are or how they reach you. Like, that shit hurts. And I appreciated that it wasn't, the tears weren't just for herself. And that's what she was saying. She was like, I just, I know that y'all are out here treating everybody like this. And for Mm -hmm. some reason, y'all think this is okay. It's ridiculous. Like, y'all don't have no clue. No. I I really am struggling with um, who raised a lot of people these days. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's such a good point, though, is the repost. Because you don't think about that. I think people have this idea that because it's on social media, it's free reign. Unless it's like a post in my timeline. Right. Or a story. And sometimes I even be feeling a way about a story because if you screenshot it, be like, crop it and don't give me credit. <laughs> Only if it's my words. <laughs> nah. True. Only if it's my words. If I reposted somebody else's post, then right, I don't care. You. But don't screenshot my stuff and then. And, like, I, I just try to do to people what I think is respectful. And I'm and I'm going to give you credit. I just think people probably just used to being disrespected. The way that the, how disrespect is flowing in the world, y'all got to be disrespected in order to give this much disrespect, y'all. You're right. So, respect that is was, at a minimum these days. I really do. I'm, I'm going to work on setting um, boundaries on social media. Um but I'm not going to do that with people I just know on social media. Just real friends. And we've had to do that for the page. Yeah. And the response was positive. 
Yes, very true. Like, I think sometimes we people get um, anxious around addressing things and we categorize them as conflict when it's really not conflict. Like, no. like let's let's define conflict. You know what I mean? Like, it's not and all that. conflict isn't bad. And bad all conflict, conflict is health, there's very there's healthy, healthy conflict, conflict that a lot of people need to have. Yeah. Actually, you're supposed to have in order for you to grow. I encourage you to explore those avenues of healthy conflict. It builds a lot of character. And it makes these conversations like this a little bit easier to address. It does. Any other um, social media etiquette tips, concerns, comment, feedback? No. If y'all follow me, y'all not going to see much of my life. And I think that's another thing, too. I don't put much personal stop into social media. Just stuff that I like and stuff that I think is cool or funny mm-hmm. or informative. And I think a lot of people really put themselves into social media personally. And so um, I just got to remember that. Yeah. Everybody's not going to do what you do. Everybody doesn't move how you move. That's very true. Um, speaking of, I, my social media page or my Instagram page is public right now. Oh, I know, right? I cannot believe it because there are a few people who have followed the podcast on Instagram. Hey, new followers. It's a whole bunch of y'all. It What's is. up? Um, that actually went and followed my page. And I was Same. like, oh, it's public. Oh my gosh. Like, how'd you get here? How do I know you? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very recent. When uh, did you do this? Well, here's the thing. I did it because <laughs> I did the, um, every year I do the top nine. And in order okay. to be top nine, your page has to be public. Um, oh, so I make it public. You. And I, I knew exactly what I was doing. Um, and I just haven't turned it back off. And let me just say this for the listeners. Cordy and I have struggled with making our pages public probably since we thought about the podcast or just period when we decided to join social media. And when we got when we launched the podcast, we knew that eventually we would have to publicizing our pages at some point and I think to I think there was a time where we both did it and then made it private again (laughs) and then now I'm just like I don't care I'm not putting my real life on there y'all can have it look at these houses listen to the music I like oh it's gonna close again I don't know when oh yeah this is this is not permanent I think part of it was just like Pure, like forgot about it, wasn't pressed about it. Um, most of it was really just like I just didn't. It wasn't a question, but I just firmly believe that not everybody deserves access to me. No, they don't, and not even deserves because it's not about being worthy of. But that's just protecting my space. Um, yeah, and I don't ever want anybody to ever get it twisted about what they think they know about me based off of this this page and what I barely give you. I posted on my timeline, I think, like 15 times in 2019. Really? <laughs> and I only know that because when you go to make a top nine and you only got 15 posts. Girl, like, that's more than me. I think I probably posted maybe five or six pictures last year, if that. I just don't care. And I don't care what y'all twist up. Y'all know. 
Yes, if you want to know something about me, you can listen to the pod. Yes, like those pictures won't really tell you a complete story. Let me give you the teach y'all. As Erica Badu said, you my name will not be misstated. So that's mm, the fact. Good so old all Erica. I got is my name. So that's that on that. All right. Well, since you don't have any other etiquette points to share for social Did media. You? No, I don't have anything else. Not at oh. all. Um, be respectful. Y'all, That's I don't understand why this golden rule ain't so golden. I Treat swear to goodness, it, this is what it comes down to. Mm-mm, every podcast is like, we either talk about self-love, know what you want, or just respect people for being people. You would think, you would think, Courtney, that they would get it by now. Somebody needs to give us a show because the way we talking to each other on this FaceTime <laughs> and y'all can't see, <laughs> y'all messing out. <laughs> y'all truly are. Um, but yeah, y- y'all, I don't know. Maybe you niggas didn't watch Sesame Street or something. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, moving on. Green and rainbow. Stop, something. Start over. Something. Really wish Stop I had watching more you. Start watching Reading Rainbow. Yeah. So okay. That, that, that. Well, in light oh. of when we're dropping this episode, look at this. What you hear? <laughs> nobody had to know. I want to know. <laughs> nobody had to know. I'm eating ramen. <sighs> I like ramen. I mean, packets of ramen is real ramen, but not. Not the ramen. package. Yeah, not the package. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, I got my tofu, my asparagus. Anyway, y'all don't need to know all that. We are really talking to y'all like we on the phone today. It was good. All right, it, but it is good. It's really good. And spicy. Um, so, in light of when we drop this episode, we are days away of, um, days away from the day we celebrate MLK Day. Correct. Which is January 20th. So, we wanted to talk about service and community service. But before we do that, I would like to kick it off with um, us sharing how we are involved or try to stay involved in our communities and um, do community service. How we stay engaged. What For do sure. Do? So, what do you do, Kiana? Um... Currently, which is funny, I'm actually not doing this in in an official capacity anymore because I relocated to Atlanta. However, I was still doing it while I was in Atlanta. But I actually volunteer with Big Brothers Big Sisters. I have for some years now. Um, I have a mentee who I absolutely adore. She is everything. She truly is like my little sister. Um, And so that's one of the ways that I like to give back to my community is Honestly, by mentorship, I think that throughout my life, there have been so many people who have invested in me. I truly believe it takes a village to just Mm -hmm. enhance people all throughout your life. It always is going to take a village, no matter whether you're two years old or whether you're 22 or 42 or 72. It's going to take a village. And there have been so many people who have instilled such great things into me at every 
stage in my life. And that's something that I've always really proud of myself on was to really find young women and to really invest back into them. And so I spend my time creating outings for us to go to. And we really just kick it. It doesn't even feel like service for me is more so a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful that she's a part of my life. Even her family is a part of my life now. Um, and those are some of the ways that we give back. But some of the ways that I give back. Another thing that I also try to do with Big Brothers Big Sisters is incorporate service into the service that I'm already doing. Um, so we spend some time doing service as well. We will go to Habitat for Humanity, help out with that. We've um, walked some dogs at some of the, uh, what are they called? The dog parks? The Nashville Humane Society. Oh, yes. Um, so we've done that quite a oh, few times. Something that she absolutely loves, and it gets her more comfortable with just different pets and animals. Um, that's something that she's interested in. I think her sister was really an animal lover, so she mm. wanted to up her sister. She was like, I'm going to tell my sister I walked the dog today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so petty because her sister also has a big. So okay. sometimes we do joint activities mm-hmm. together too. Um, so that, those are some of the things that I do more consistently. Other than that, I really try to give as much as I can when I can. Um, I'm a big proponent of that, um, especially because that's a part of my faith. I really believe in giving toward others. So in any capacity, I try to budget even monthly for gifts that I can just randomly give people. That if it's on my heart, I just want to do that for someone. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my friends from church taught me that. And I was like, that's really cool. I would like to set aside some money just to be like, here you go. God bless yeah. you. And don't yeah. think anything of it. And so I think that those are some ways just to be a service to other people. Because I really don't think it's going to be the government. I don't think that it's going to be the church. I don't think that it's going to be anybody else saving us but us. And as soon as we all start to do our part, I think that we'll be better for it. I absolutely can agree with that. So what do you, how do you serve, Court? So I have also done the mentoring. Um, I have not recently, as of late, but um, I had a mentoring program that I was doing um, that I thoroughly enjoyed as well. So I did some of those things in terms of like serving while serving. And so we went to, because I used to regularly go to it's called community shelter board which I actually um like I I miss doing that and so I'm excited to get back to it but I used to every Sunday would go to community shelter board and serve um dinners to um so at the community shelter board there is like a women's side and then there's a men's side or like in a um for serving dinners but there's like a family side it's a really dope homeless shelter Um, it's not it's not in the same way like or in the way that most people think but anyway so I would go serve and I would either be on the family side or the um women's side um and so there have been times where I've taken my mentee with me to do that and that was actually one of the activities that she enjoyed the most so I got a lot out of that because she wasn't just interacting with me, but she was interacting um, with other women um, and then with other volunteers as well because it wasn't something that I necessarily went with. Like, it wasn't something I did with a job or anything like that. Right. I knew of it as, and I know I operate in a different space too because I work at a nonprofit, so I know of those places that have a need. Um, right. So it's just something that I took upon myself. Um, like I said, I just miss doing, so I can't wait to get back to that. That was like my Sunday ritual where I would go to church on Sundays take a break for a few hours, and then I would be at Community Shelter Board by, like, 5.36. That's cool. Serve them dinner. 
and then go home and fix my own dinner because they be they used to be getting some good old meals. I used to be in there like I can't get a plate. They probably inspired <laughs> you to go home. You know what y'all right. eat? Right. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna go home and make this. Um. So that's one of the ways in which I serve. Like I said, I really got a kick out of that. And then I think I've shared on the podcast before that I've done board service. Um, So I used to serve on the Hilliard YMCA advisory board. And then I also recently actually just resigned from Bridgeway Academy, which is a school for uh, children with autism and other uh, other developmental disabilities. And so I know sometimes I feel like people look at board board memberships like as these really high level and it is a you know it is a huge responsibility but the way I look at it is is for me to be in a space to advocate for people who don't usually have this voice to advocate for themselves. Right. Um, and I enjoy serving in that way because if you think about where decisions are being made um, it's in those boardrooms or in the leadership teams of those organizations and especially for nonprofits it's really important to me that those people you know that demographic or the clientele like their voices are being represented in that space Um, but like I said I no longer serve on those boards but that is for a very specific reason and that's because I'm looking for that next opportunity to Uh, be more focused on people of color, women and people of color. Okay. So, um, not doing any boards right now, but I'm excited. Like, for me, it's, and I just watched, uh, I know I'm late, but I'm very intentionally late. Um, I just watched When They See Us. And so, it just kind of further pressed for me, like, there's got to be something that I can do for my people. Sure. Like, this isn't, I can't take this lightly. Um, so I think even from Athens, this is something that mm-hmm. kind of gets instilled in us, you know, pretty early yeah. on. We used to go feed the homeless with my church when we were little. Like, mm-hmm. you are not above this because For sure. depending on depending on life, and life can happen very quickly very quick. and at any time, any circumstance could be you. You could be the homeless person. You could be the person who ends up having a child with autism. Autism right. does not discriminate. Like you, it does not. You, and you have to know how to maneuver through that, and you would hope that there are people in the right places that are making the best decisions um, for you or your loved ones. And so that's what service is about for me. Um, I have a question for you. Ooh, what's the question? Oh. If you guys don't know this, if you're new to the show, both Courtney and I are actually in pretty heavy service industries. Courtney works in nonprofit. I work in education. I like to think what I do for a living is of service. I just want to help people. I used to say the same thing. And um, God has been blessing me throughout me helping people. It just Mm -hmm. happened to put me in this realm. But that's all I wanted to do was just to help students. Um, So I wanted to ask you, because I started serving at a very early age, do you remember when you first started serving and what your first service project or experience was? Um, My very first service project? Like outside of your family initiating when you realized like, hey, this is something that I want to do, make this a part of my life. Oh, that's different. Okay, because I was going to say, I'm going to say it. Because I think it it builds to like why I am the way that I am. So okay. 
whether it be Girl Scouts, going to nursing mm-hmm. homes, whether it be I church. Girl Scouts, on my honor. I will try. <laughs> <laughs> um, whether it be, you know, with the church, the youth group, like I said, feeding the homeless, whatever it may be, whether it's serving at church, like right. Right. Um, there was just always this frame of I service. I completely forgot about me serving at church. It's yes. Service. <laughs> and be, because I, I think of all of those things as serving. It's true. You know what I mean? Whether you're on the usher board, junior usher, whatever, like you're serving yeah. in some capacity. Um, but I would say, like, I would say college for sure, because that was. I mean, I think that's that age where you're really talking about and making decisions for yourself. Like, no, I'm interested in this. For sure. Um, and so when I started navigating so, some of those things, but also coordinating and encouraging other people to come along, mm-hmm. um, that was, I would say it was that era. And that's, I think that's actually what led me into nonprofit because. Oh, that's cool. I, not. Nah, that was not my plan. I was, I'm a graduate of the College of Business. I thought I was going to be in somebody, right. I thought I was going to be in somebody's Fortune 500, maybe even somebody's attorney. Um, so this was not the plan, but everything that I stand for um, morally and ethically kind of yeah. led me down this path based off of my extracurriculars in college because it was more about that That's social justice. Court. Like, that was that was my life, twenty four seven. Yeah. On top of being a student, um, and so I think that really just kind of cultivated my mindset for service, and that's how I ended up here. And like, want to stay here now? There are some days I'm like, <laughs> bitch, you might need to go corporate. You <laughs> like nonprofit, like <laughs> just just for five years. I don't need a long time in corporate America. Five no. years. That's it. That is so funny. I love that you that you mentioned that. Um, I always stress to students when I talk to them about how important it is to get involved when they're on college campuses because your extracurriculars really do shape and build your resume, which is most important for internships and employability mm-hmm. afterwards because that's your goal is to get a job. And those are your transferable skills. Like, Our show me how you apply what you learned in the classroom. For sure. Um, and it's funny you said that because my extracurriculars really led me into my career with um, being a tele-recruiter and following in some of the footsteps that you had. Because Courtney was at OU before I was, and so when I got to campus, she was a student leader and running student organizations. And then when it was my turn, um, I was a president of organizations. I was a tele-recruiter. I was doing those things, too. And that really did shape me working with admissions when I was in undergrad really shaped me wanting to go into higher education. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting that you said that. Um, and really, really cool. I think that's a lot of our stories. Yeah. One of the first memories I have of serving, of course, was like Girl Scouts and church and things like that. But I think when I really wanted to do it for myself was when I joined the Key Club in high mm, school. That's cute. And I love the Key Club, like just volunteering every holiday season getting some of my classmates to come and do some of those activities. It just wasn't something that we had seen so regularly um, at our school, but it was something that I thoroughly enjoyed. And then shortly after that, transitioned into Athens, and I fell in love with PassionWorks all four Mm -hmm. years of school Mm -hmm. in the community there and even taking some of my friends with me and joining joining me in 
you know, serving the, the Athens community because if I live there, I need to contribute in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said before, I love that you brought up church. That was such a new way for me to serve last year. Um, mm-hmm. And I had never served mm-hmm. at least in a small group leadership capacity. And that was so fulfilling and stretching. Oh, um, <laughs> that I just had a new level. I don't want me in nobody's pulpit. Okay. Listen, I had a new level of respect for pastors and things like that. I was just like, these people, I mean, it's a hospital for the broken. And so they gonna come to you with their brokenness. And that's what that's what you're there for, for some type of healing from God. So that was an interesting way to serve for me. We'll see what that leads to in the future, but that that was a new experience. Nice. Any do you know of anything that's going on? in your community that you can share with the listeners of how they could possibly serve this weekend for the long weekend for MLK or any other time in general? So because I just recently transitioned back to Nashville, I don't know a ton of things that are going on here. And actually for um, MLK, I will be headed out of the country. So anything in particular that you can do, in Nashville per se, but one thing that I can tell you guys to always look out for is the men of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, Because Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a member of Alpha Phi Alpha, um, lots of times in your respective cities, the Alphas will throw different events to commemorate MLK Day, and that's something that I usually um, look for, especially when transitioning into new cities and things like that. Even in Nashville, when I first moved here, I was looking for ways to get involved. And one of the things that I knew to search for were for the Alphas on <laughs> Martin Luther King Day. So that's one way that you can get involved. Also, check out your local libraries, um, museums, things of that nature on that day. Every, a lot of those organizations seem to do service. What about you? Um, I don't know of anything in particular for MLK Day. Actually, that's a lie. Um, one thing I also want to point out, too, is that I appreciate that a lot of places, um, organizations, and the communities in general have reframed the language around it's not a day off, it's a day on or a day of for service. Sure. Um, and so, actually, the board that I used to be on, <clears throat> Bridgeway Academy, I know that they have a day of service. Um, and so they have volunteers come in and help, like, clean up the um, the schools. And so they actually have two locations now. That's um, nice. And I believe both of them have, like, daycare services for their staff. So cleaning up, like, that child care area, cleaning up classrooms, um, reorganizing things if necessary, like, painting and stuff like that. So Bridgeway might be one. Um, and then, so like I mentioned, community shows aboard. There's never not a day that they're serving meals, that they're not serving meals, so you can volunteer there. And then I would also like to shout out my former employer, Godman Guild. Um, They can always use volunteers. Um, They also have, like, a daycare area for, um, they provide, like, ESOL classes and um, GED classes. And so to eliminate some of those barriers, they have a daycare so that the students can bring their children not have to worry about child care and whatnot. That's cool. Um, so working with students, volunteering with the students who are volunteering in the daycare, they're all options. Um, helping with the grounds, 
I thank yeah. the Lord. So there are, and I forgot to mention, always, 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 your local colleges, community colleges, campuses, mm-hmm. things of that nature, they are always active and running on MLK Day. They're always serving on that day. So feel free to go and participate and yeah. take advantage of that because I don't think a lot of people, after they leave a college campus, go back to a college campus. Yeah. And sometimes those students still need to see that visibility as well. Yep. And recognizing that it's not a day off for everybody. There are a lot of places that I know that don't get MLK Day off. Yeah, so, there are. But there are a lot of places, like especially companies, that will allow you to use work time to go volunteer someplace. That's so, cool. I haven't heard of that yet. Oh, yeah, girl. Um, so if you have a volunteer program at your job, please, please uh, seek out that opportunity to do that. And you can get paid doing it. Guys, one of the things, because we have to move on, if you guys have any questions about how to get involved in some of those mentorship opportunities, board service, things like that, feel free to DM us, feel free to message us, email us. Especially while my account is open. (laughs) Right. Feel free to ask us any questions in terms of how to get involved with organizations or how to be a better service in your community. We always want to support you in doing that. We don't have enough time to go into it today, but I just wanted to let you know that that's something that we really care about. And I'm sure we do not mind taking the time to let you know how you can get involved in similar capacities. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break for uh, tips and we'll move on. Let's do it. All right. And we are back to give you our tips for this week. Um, I'll go first. Okay. So we just have the one. So my tip, um, probably going to be unexpected for this person, but I'm going to give a tip to a homie of mine. We actually went to high school together, but he is now here in Columbus, but he is a dope photographer. Nice. Um, and I've seen him just grow so much, grow, expand. Like, he is really doing his thing out here with this photography. Um, and so I just wanted to throw him out there because any chance I get, anytime somebody's like, oh, I need a photographer, he's one of the mm-hmm. people that um, I recommend. If Deanna was still doing photography, she would be at the top of the list, too. Right. Um, but his name is Ryan Jones, RJ. I know okay. RJ. Um, but he has done my nephew's graduation party. He's done a friend of mine wedding i've seen him do other people's weddings that i know um maybe not not necessarily by my referral but um just to see him moving and shaking out here like i love what he's doing um so shout out to ryan if you would like to find him yeah i'm about to put his business out there but i'm sure his account is open um, so you can see his work um his instagram name is ryan dot jones underscore so real simple cool. um, but I'm giving Ryan a 50% tip um, just for being the dope person and photographer that he is shout out to Ryan who you got well actually I want to stay in that same vein one of my tips is actually a photographer Okay. Um, and it's also my homie's birthday this is recorded on his birthday but when he'll get it exactly. he'll come happy birthday this um, tip is going to Spencer Glover. Spencer actually shot some of Courtney and I photos. If you look on our page, you can see some mm-hmm. of his work. Spencer is relocating to Los Angeles. 
Um, and he is a videographer, but he is an extremely talented photographer as well. So if you guys are looking for photographers in LA, you can look him up on Instagram at spence.glover. Check him out. Um, support my friends. They are doing great things. I truly believe in his work. They took really dope pictures of me and Courtney. Like we love those photos. Mm -hmm. So, um, just shout out to you and I'm going to give you a 70% tip because you just showed the pod just so much love. So we appreciate you. And then I have a final tip. I'm sorry, did you want to say nope. something? Just that okay. you stay with multiple <laughs> tips. Go ahead. I do. This is a short one, but I had to get this one out there. This tip is going to go to Ghana. Um, lots of people have left for the year of their return, and actually that generated about $1.9 billion into the country of Ghana. And so I wanted to give them a shout-out because Ghana has done such a great job of welcoming African-Americans back to the continent and really making us feel home. And to commemorate the 400 years that we have been in, well, since slavery had happened mm -hmm. and us returning back, I just thought that that was really neat that we were able to contribute to their economy in that way. So... Shout out to Ghana, and I'm going to give you guys a 30% tip. All right. Well, those are the tips for the week. What brunch spot do you have for both of us? Because you know I don't have one. I think this might be a reoccurring brunch spot. So, And it may be earlier in the episode, but the food is still just as good. Did I talk about Biscuit Love? Have I ever told you about Biscuit I Love? I don't remember that. So, Biscuit Love is here in the... Ooh. Biscuit Love is here in Nashville. It's actually in a very high tourist area, so it probably we probably haven't gone because the line is literally wrapped around the block, Courtney. Like it's ridiculous. Okay. But they specialize, of course, in Southern biscuits, um, biscuits and gravy, which I actually have never had a day in my life. <laughs> but um, to me, but okay, keep going. What you say? Biscuits and gravy has never been appealing to me, but okay, keep going. It does not look good, but country people love, love it. it. They love it. But if you like biscuits and gravy or you enjoy country biscuits, one of the things that I enjoyed there was their shrimp and grits was fine. Okay? Mm, mm, so mm, I'm going to mm. recommend Biscuit Love in Nashville, Tennessee. They have two locations here, one in the Gulch. The other, I think, is near the Vanderbilt campus now. I think that's a new location. So check out Biscuit Love if you're in Tennessee. And um, tell them we sent you. All right. Oh, my goodness. Well... That's the tips. That's the brunch spots. All we got to do now is share the social media. You know. We did it. We made it. If y'all are looking to follow us on social media, our Instagram handle is bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. Feel free to tag us, hashtag us, post your brunch pictures. We will feature you guys on our page. We have a Facebook group. It's called Bitches Love Brunch. Wherever you're listening to us on all your major streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple, um, I, Apple, I said iPads, I, <laughs> podcasts, my yep, goodness. Yep, you got Make it plain, Kiana. Get it out. Um, feel free to follow us on there. Show us some love. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Comment, like, review. And, and share. We out. And share. All right, we out here. Now we out. Happy MLK Day. <laughs>